Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. Ellen. What are you reading right now? Well, I... Just finished West Heart Hill. Oh my god! Loved it. Obsessed with it. One of my favorite books of the year. It's definitely like a love letter to the murder mystery genre. It's in its so classic cool. forms, and it's actually a pretty polarizing book. Which the rep told us when he was pitching it to us. Mm-hmm. But I was after I read the book, I was like reading reviews of it for people who've had arcs. Super polarizing. So it, but I loved it. I'm one of the people who loved it. Um, I thought it was so smart. And um, it, the author does all sorts of like, goes into all these little asides and they can be very academic and they're all around like the murder mystery genre. Right. The rules of the genre and the um, traditions of the genre and the great participants in the genre yeah, so I, I cool. loved it. I loved the way it was formatted, the way it was structured. I loved the ending. I thought it was so smart, but I can see why it would piss some people off. But I will die on that hill. We don't often offer spoilers on the Dog Pack subscription. We really like people to be surprised by what we're offering. I don't know what the overlap is between subscribers of the Dog Pack and subscribers of Bubbles <laughs> we and Books. should not put this on the podcast. <laughs> but I just want to say that when you subscribe to the Dog Pack, you are getting Ellen and Amanda's curation. It is our taste. We are your chefs for your literary meal. And this is not a spoiler that West no. is. <laughs> but Ellen and I have a huge appreciation for very smart mysteries. I like when someone takes sort of the classic form of that genre, all the tropes in it, mm-hmm. and can subvert it in some way, but that still honors the genre. But this was really about like loving the genre. Right. It is loving the genre. And so I really appreciated the book. I thought the writing was spectacular. The story was super engaging. And I had a really fun time as a reader engaging with it. Right. So I finished that and then I started, but I can't really speak to it because I'm like literally like 10 pages in because I was so tired last night. Mm -hmm. I started reading and then I was like. Good job. But um, Rouge by <laughs> Mona Awad, who wrote Bunny. Mm-hmm. And this Super is what I know. Fan favorite. This is what I know about Rouge. It's about a woman um, who's like really into like beauty, I think more like skincare stuff. But anyway, her mom dies and she finds out that her mom was a part of this like beauty and wellness cult. <laughs> Like oh an actual God. cult. And she becomes sort of sucked into this thing. It's horror. Um, so anyway, I'm excited to read it. It's I got love a your really participation cool, in this. <laughs> it's got a really cool cover. Um, and I thought the premise was interesting. So I started it. So far, so good. But I can't really speak to you. You don't know where it's going to go. I'm just at the beginning. Right. Um, and then I am leading a book club next week. And I need to read that book, which is Lucky Red by Claudia Cravens. It's a queer Western. 
I do love Westerns. Rachel read this book, loved it. It's one of her favorites of the year. Yep. And when I was um, initially reading reviews of this book, it sounded so good to me. So I'm excited to read that. So I'll be knocking that one out before our next recording too. What are you reading? I am reading a Europa Editions book that will be coming out in December. It's called Kids Run the Show. And we'll be talking about this more in today's episode when we get into what's a banging. But it is about reality television. Like the the way the real world changed the world and fame and celebrity and people's self-obsession and social media. So it's translated from the French and that's a really cool thing about Europa editions is they are bringing us the best fiction and nonfiction, I believe, from Europe. And I'm excited to get an advanced look at this title. I'm really curious about it. I love the commentary so far about that self-obsession and how it changed what we think fame is and our the allure of fame. It's very cool. I have that arc. I'm looking forward to reading it. I'm also reading. I was in the store the other day and I saw someone hold, holding a copy of How to Keep House While Drowning, (laughs) which is a book about surviving messiness as a person with an ADHD brain. And where do you or even start? kids or kids or kids? Some of us have talents for it. My brother-in-law apparently is super talented. His house, and I th- I think it comes from him. He is super organized. Everything's in its place. His house looks like a show home all the time. And some people just have this talent, but the ADHD brain can't handle the mess. Just the the crap that sheds everywhere off of our children. So how to keep house while drowning is really awesome. But um, this customer said, do you have any books on ADHD? And the, the poor man is holding his how to keep house while drowning against his chest. And I'm like, hey, I'm with you, man. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, the, you're holding the best book we have right now. Um, but um, as someone diagnosed as an adult and then also examining my children and their diagnosis of ADHD. I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. Right now in audiobook format, I'm listening to ADHD 2.0. The idea is like this is the new generation of understanding adults with ADHD trying to harness the blessings of an ADHD brain. Mm -hmm. There's always an upside and a downside to every characteristic of the ADHD brain, the creativity and enthusiasm, the hyper-focus that can come, but also the scatterbrained, um, the inability to follow through on things. So it very much makes me feel community with other individuals and gives tools um, to examine how I think about it, to double down on my strengths um, and also recognize areas in which, you know, I shouldn't have high expectations of myself. They're just not areas that my brain aren't is able to yep. gain traction on. So I'm really enjoying that ADHD 2.0. 
When we come back, we'll be talking to our events manager, Emily Riley, who has an entirely new identity thanks to a haircut, (laughs) which will inspire our conversation this week on Bubbles and Books. Listeners, we are partnering with bookshop.org for the next couple of months. If you are listening to this podcast, you can go to our bookshop.org page and you can buy any of the books mentioned on this podcast for 10% off. Use the coupon code Bubbles and Books. Hi. Is this loud enough? Can you hear me? Wonderful. I'll try and talk at Emily volume so that I don't overpower people. Well, now that I have bangs, I have to be really chill and smooth. <laughs> you do. It requires a personality pivot, yes. if you will. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the doghouse with Emily Riley. Um, <laughs> listening to me will be like spreading butter on your toast, but without the weird crinkly sound. I love nothing better than butter on toast Mm. for real and I could totally do without the crinkle sound now that you mention it I know all those little crumbs getting on your knife no no no, thank you no it is just distressing if you have to then go back to the butter and get more and you have crumbs on your knife and then you're adding crumbs to your butter yeah that is very distressing horrible that is not banging at all So this special episode of Bubbles and Books is the banging episode because what is the major life change you just embarked on, Emily? I got bangs. That is like... That is risk-taking behavior. Yeah. It's like jumping off the like 50-meter diving board and just hoping the right end goes in. They say bangs are something you do when you're going through a hard time, but I got bangs and I feel like all my outfits look... 39% 39% cooler. I 100% agree. When you walked in, I thought you were just this like really hip customer. <laughs> um, and we were talking about how it makes your eyebrows look really good. I think you should never go back. Okay. I'm down. Thanks I mean, forever. Styles do change, but I maybe had bangs once because I used to have a widow's peak. And my widow's peak got fried by a really bad hairstylist once who highlighted my hair. Like it shriveled up and I had this poof ball right on my forehead. (laughs) So my solution as like a sophomore in high school was to shave it off. Oh no. Which is a bad idea because then it grows back. And it was this like little like two inch wide bang in the middle of my forehead that I had to compensate for by having a severe side part. So at that point in my life, I committed to bangs are always a bad idea until I had Flora and Flora, like you guys must have similar face shape. Like, are you a heart shape or something like that? Diamond, which is close to heart. Okay. Maybe she's a diamond too, but she got bangs and you two are the exception to that rule for me. (laughs) We should get our picks together. She won't do bangs anymore. I know I'm. I have periodically had bangs, and um, it's always a decision I've regretted. (laughs) I know. So if I'm ever like, "Hey guys, I'm thinking about bangs," be like, "No, Ellen. (laughs) Emily's a threat to humanity. You look at her, and And you're like, it's a good idea. That's cute. And then you're like, I could dig that. Last time I got bangs, this was years ago." Because I'm too nice, you know. And the and the person who cut my hair did a great job. She did what I asked her to do. But I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Fuck! I look like a horse girl." No, no uh, offense to horse girls. That's just the first, you know, dis- descriptor that came in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, like someone who'd be really into horses. Okay. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How long did it take to grow out? A long time. Yeah. If I have any luck, when we post this on Instagram, we're going to have your side part picture and your horse girl bangs picture. <laughs> I will work on that for you. Um, and on that note, it's time to open the bubbles. We are drinking Pine Ridge Sparkling. Cool beans. And that means it's from California. So it's described as crisp and dry. Just what we like. We like it crisp. We like it dry. Whoa. <laughs> You scared poor sweet Emily. Poor sweet Emily in her chill. No, I just had a regression. That was a non-bangs reaction. I got it. But that was a banging cork pop. (laughs) So in the theme of bangs, we're talking (laughs) about banging open bottles and what's banging in the world. As in not people banging each other, but like (laughs) well, that could be part of it, depending on what we're talking about. Because one um, exciting thing that is happening um very soon is the premiere of bachelor in paradise which is the best spinoff of the franchise it's why you even watch the bachelor and bachelorette so you that's like doing your homework okay and then you get to watch bachelor in paradise and that that will be banging both metaphorically and literally there will be banging banging happens (laughs) do they go on an island where's it gonna be it's in it's always on a beach in mexico okay and they have like little beach pillows and cabanas, and there is. is they that ha- why you they literally your- they literally have a sex room. What? <laughs> they do. That's so disturbing. Wait, people go to this room knowing other people have had sex there. And yeah, I mean, to- presumably the sheets have been changed. I would hope so. Wow. But yeah, there is a sex room. I would do it anywhere but there. But yeah. they also don't do it just in the sex room. Of they course. will sometimes do it other places around so the beach. So banging is highly encouraged on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, because you're trying to find a fiancé, Amanda, okay? And okay. you're there for only a few weeks. <laughs> Everybody knows you can't find a fiancé without a lot of banging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> That's fiancé finding 101. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just want to say that you aren't the only one who got bangs. You got bangs, and she wouldn't admit it. <laughs> but Mariah copied you. <gasps> oh, actually, she went to my same person, too. Yeah, Mariah. <laughs> like, right after oh, you. Oh, guess what? New nickname for Mariah. Copycat. Not original Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, um. You're going to make her deceased. <laughs> Hers are different. Hers are like curls. Yeah, they're and they're like... Not quite wisps because she has a thick hair texture, but it's like, you know, a romantic. Springs of bangs. Yeah, like a Regency lead. And she's like running through the field and her curls fall out of her updo. And then Mm. Mr. Darcy's like, I must have you. You look like a girl who raised poetry in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I know. I can really feel it. So snaps going on. I don't, does anyone else have bangs? Oh, Katie. Katie got bangs. Yeah, yeah, they look really good on her too. She, but you and Mariah have um, similar length hair and you both have like, you, your hair is wavy, yeah. very wavy. Hers is like kind of springy, curly, but Katie has straighter hair. Yeah. She looks really good with bangs. Though. She looks very like 1970s beach babe. I mean, it's <laughs> like. It's just, it just looks so like cool. no one would say that about me if so I got young. bangs. No, no one would be like, that <laughs> you like, look why like did a hot that beach happen? bang. No one would say that. <laughs> they would be like, cool. So bangs are banging. <laughs> bangs are banging bangs if are banging. you are Emily. Yeah. Um, can I tell you to switch to, you, we can come back to popular culture, but I just want to talk about my favorite banging thing in books right now, which is 
covers that have classical paintings <gasps> oh. as the main design feature. You do have a thing for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention a few that are super exciting. And I think they sell books. So um, my year of rest and relaxation, I yes. feel like, was the first to debut with this cover style. Um, look it up. You'll see what I mean. If I ask my painterly sister um, what she would call the painting style, she'd be able to tell me. But um, my year of rest and relaxation. Then the next that I really like cued in on and read because of the cover was Big Swiss. Oh, um, yeah. It's yeah. outward facing in the store right now. It is wild. <laughs> the, the woman is a transcriptionist for a sex therapist in a small like northeast coastal town like where all the like rich wealthy kind of semi-retired people go to like live like a martha's vineyard vibe and so she knows the sex lives of like everyone on in in the town she walks around town and she's like oh i know what you've been doing i know what you've been doing so anyway <laughs> big swiss sold me on this very orgasmic upside down painting of a woman <laughs> And then uh, we'll talk about this later in the show because it's one of our new releases coming out this coming week. But um, there is a book called North Woods. And immediately when I saw the cover, I was like, oh, no, order for Amanda. <laughs> so I ordered it in for myself and I'm going to read it because it sounds amazing. Um, but I was sold on its super cool cover that is like a puma. It looks like a puma or like a mountain lion. Um, and it looks like it has some really cool illustrations throughout the book. So this is going to be a visual delight. I'm very excited. So that's what's banging in covers. That is pretty banging. Mm-hmm. And I do notice that you are drawn to that. Yeah. Also <laughs> banging today are Amanda and Rachel's outfits because they are twinning, but they did not plan to twin. We love jumpsuits. Jumpsuits are still banging. Zodiac jumpsuits. Yep. Farm Rio. Yeah. We got them on sale, both of us. Just Farm Rio is banging. You want to have like a high value (laughs) investment treat for yourself? Get yourself a Farm Rio jumpsuit or skirt or dress. But I highly recommend they're very populous. Um, Is that the right? They're very... uh, plentiful sale section of their website. All right, so, I'm looking. This is, I don't even want to know how Look, much your Zodiac we got it on sale. <laughs> jumpsuit costs on sale. It was like $200, that's my bet. Um, No, like 160 <laughs> Damn, that was down from like 200 and some. It yeah, was like it was 280 like, or something. Yeah. Like that. It was expensive. Amazing. It was such a value. <laughs> it was anyway. Such a value. But jumpsuits are banging because they make you feel... Fancy and put together, but comfortable. I am a fan of jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. With a zipper, especially. It took me a while to get on board with banging jumpsuits. I actually went to Torrid at the mall one time, and they had a jumpsuit. And I, like, had it. And I was like, mm, nah, I'm, I'm not going to. The, the lady working saw me looking at it. She's like, that'll look great on you. And I'm like, you're supposed to say that. But she was like, no, try it on. So I tried it on. I was like, oh, I like the way, I like the way it looks, you know. And so I bought it, but I didn't wear it for like weeks. It hung in my closet. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> and um, finally, one day I wore it to school. I was teaching seventh grade and <laughs> a kid looked at me and she was like, much better. <laughs> 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 so I was like, thanks. Kids are 
brutal. They are. They're really, really good at the backhanded compliment. I don't know how you survived. (laughs) Or you wear makeup and they're like, you don't look sick today. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I got the reverse when I picked up my daughter from school for lunch on her birthday. I was walking into school and she was waiting just inside the door and she's like, why do you look sad? I was like, oh my God, thank you very much. (laughs) Because I just look this way. (laughs) So jumpsuits are banging. Um, Emily, do you ever wear jumpsuits? Um, I do, but I haven't found one Now that I'm an adult with a womanly figure, (laughs) I haven't found my perfect one yet, but I love them. They're so cool. You're also petite, so getting length right is hard. Yeah, Yeah. and it's hard to, like, find – you have to be able to try it on for me. Like, some do not fit my body well, and some, Mm -hmm. like – do much better. Well, it's but like yes. one piece swimsuits. It's like mm. if you're short and you have a short torso and you have some some boobs going on, it's like so many things can go wrong. I'm the yeah. exact opposite. I'm tall and I have a long torso. And so I get screwed all the time. Like this jumpsuit, I'm a little like shoulders. <laughs> oh my God, trying to get out of it to go into the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> if I could just have that bathroom assistant, I'd be really happy. Um, also banging in the store, on the shelves, but also in our mouths, um, Amy's slash Magnolia Bakery <gasps> banana pudding. So good. So creamy. She has not shut up about the banana pudding since she went to New York to see her daughter. And people have been fans of the Magnolia Bakery uh, cookbook forever. The bake book, I guess you would call it. In honor of Mariah's birthday this past week, she made an entire batch of banana pudding. Oh, my gosh. She could not, like, get over the fact that she didn't think her bananas had the best flavor. And meanwhile, we all dig in and we're like, this is the most freaking amazing thing we've ever had. And I have to mention that it was hilarious because the night before she brought in her banana pudding, I finished The Lemon by S.E. Boyd. Loved it. And they referenced... The Magnolia Bakery banana pudding. What? Like in the very last chapter. And then I show up for banana pudding. It was amazing. So check out the Magnolia Bakery cookbook, as well as the other one that's really hot right now, Bangin', Baking Yesteryear. It's the best recipes from the 1900s to the 1980s, which will give you many things to laugh about, like SpaghettiOs in a Jello mold <laughs> with canned hot dogs. No. So that's in the reject. I do love looking at, sometimes I'll see, I'll probably like on Facebook, you know, when I'm scrolling, someone will post some article and it's like recipes from the 70s yeah. or like pictures and it's like some weird ass jiggly loaf thing. Yeah. And I do remember my grandma making shit like that. Like oh. jello molds that had like carrots and cheese in it. A meat jello. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It was like, I, what, were we, what were we thinking? What was the what was the idea If you read this? Baking Yesteryear, apparently you will find out why <laughs> those things are banging. Um, Ellen, there's one thing that's really banging in your life right now. It's a very competitive bang. What? <laughs> what are oh, you doing yeah. <laughs> in your life? <laughs> She's getting judged on her bangs. <laughs> Um, Barbara is, uh, getting ready to come to Dog Eared Books, yeah. but we need some help. We need people to buy Demon Copperhead this month of September. You can slide into our DMs. We'll send it to you. Um, and if we sell the most hardcover copies of the book, Barbara comes to see us and listen, people, it's real talk. Okay. Yeah. I've seen some of the competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm a little bit offended by them. 
because yeah. they don't love Barbara the way I love Barbara. No, we if have you have been listening loving. to this mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. you know that outside of this competition, we've been loving on Barbara a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Barbara, obviously you listen to this podcast. <laughs> you shouldn't care what the results are. You should come see us. But listen, though, we are in it. We are not out of the contest. I think we are. We're in it. Yeah. So we could win. I think we're in the top three for sure. <clears throat> Do you hear that, people? Help us win. Help us Barbara's win. Barbara's banging. Diva Chopperhead is banging. Frankly, Rachel's going to get fired if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like this podcast. Wait, I'll sweeten the pot. As event coordinator, if you buy a copy oh, of yeah. Demon Copperhead after listening to this episode and we win, I will throw you a free birthday party here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Did you guys hear that? Holy crap. She, she's going to re- she's going to regret that. It's going to be a low key birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't offer that. We'll have a to anyone. Barbara King Solver coloring sheets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a book banging thing. Tell me your book banging thing. Okay. So, I'm a big fan of retellings. I love them. Retellings are banging. We're going to have a new section in the store very soon. Oh, I'm so excited for, for retellings. That. Um, one thing I have noticed though, and this isn't always bad. Sometimes it's really good, but retellings tend to take a figure from a story or a myth and shed new light on them. Right. A lot of times this means kind of rehabilitating them or saying like their actions were misunderstood. Actually, they weren't the bad guy. And sometimes from a feminist angle, that's really nice because it can sort of recontextualize things and then show how a reaction could be natural as a result of the way women were treated. But sometimes, you know, it feels like, oh, well, women can be bad or that character could just be bad and there's still a story there. And I get really curious about that kind of retelling. Yeah. So I'm reading a book and this is, it's not actually a retelling, but it's doing a similar thing um, called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. It's the Hunger Games prequel. Yeah. I did not read it for so long because I kept hearing, you know, like, oh, you know, it's not quite like Hunger Games. I love it. I think it's so compelling. You have this character who... Which it's, character is it? It's President Snow. Yeah, oh, it's, Lord. Yeah, it's his backstory. Baddies be bad. Yeah, he's 16-ish when the story starts. His family is dirt poor, pretending to be a top-rich family in the capital. And what's so compelling is even though I know he's a bad dude, and the book does not try to pretend he's a good dude, he's young enough that you can see all these different paths he could have taken. Like you have a lot of sympathy. Yes. And so what you start with is how the seeds are sown. Mm-hmm. This is what he started with, and he could have grown another way, yeah. but here's what he started with and the choices he made that made him a bad person. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. Because like you still care and you just wish he would make different choices. Thank you for sharing the banging theme of letting flawed characters remain flawed for their own good reasons. Well, I think it's so important because, you know, like everybody could be evil, Right. So if you can see like, oh, this guy is kind of likable. Oh, wait, that's in me, too. Right. It becomes like I have to make the right choices to be a good person. It's like trying to explain to my kids why there are some kids who are jerks. It's that backstory. President Snow's backstory. Like all kids are born really wonderful and delightful in their circumstances or the influence in their life. Their lives can shape them towards that. Mm -hmm. And it. A lot of times you're a product of your circumstances yeah. or at a certain point you make a cho- you go you go a certain way and, you know, maybe it's up for debate whether that's a choice or not. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about, like, I think of, you know, students I used to work with um, 
it, when I was doing like juvenile court work, and there was one in particular who you know is behind bars <clears throat> now as an adult, uh, but soup one of the smartest kids I've ever worked with, and it's like man, your life could have been so much different than mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like you could have done some really amazing things. Yeah, but you those you know these were the choices you made. You didn't right. get dealt a good hand, but. Well, this is what I love about that book is it doesn't excuse anything. Like President Snow is the bad guy, but it gives us the power when we recognize that it's about choices to make those choices ourselves. Um, So I just think it's like a really cool book. Yeah. Well, well, also sort of acknowledging that like circumstances do sometimes they do they prevent a barrier that some people just can't can't get over or. They make the choice not to go over them because it's too difficult and we don't all face out those barriers. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting. I love the Hunger Games series. I should read that book. I have you not should. read that one. We can talk about it because it, it really does have compelling characters. You can understand why they do what they do and they're complicated and messy and honestly like a little bit fun. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty fun. I like messy characters. Um, they're banging. <laughs> speaking of the Hunger Games and banging books, a new series – that reminded me very much of The Hunger Games and Divergent, but for slightly more mature um, audience, although there's a ton of crossover in this um, kind of these series between YA readers and adult readers back and forth, Bangin', Fourth Wing, and Dragons. Okay, it reminded me so much and of there Divergent is some banging and Hunger in there. Games. There is banging <laughs> in the book. That's why it's marketed for adults but there's probably a lot of crossover. Um, they committed to the adult uh, fantasy genre, but there are dragons, and dragons are you are saying banging. dragons are banging? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's. That's what I'm hearing. Prior from to the you. orange tree, and whatever that random romance is that Katie read that had dragons banging with two organs. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> You know, we let people like what they like. Yeah. No judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. <laughs> right. But thematically, fourth wing. Unless you're stupid and annoying, in which case we judge the shit out <laughs> yeah. of you. Or if you like to ban books, then we also judge you. That's not banging. Um, thematically, fourth wing compared to Divergent and Hunger Games is about youth being sorted into a role that they will play for a community in a time of peril. And one quarter of the youth of this community in Fourth Wing are sorted into becoming riders. And riders ride dragons and they fight wars. And the process of becoming a rider is pretty lethal. Like if you make it across this parapet that you have to walk across to get to the riders training grounds then you begin the training process and like every single day they announce the dead of the prior day's training and there's a really sexy steamy forbidden romance and i freaking loved it so did my daughter eloise so do thousands of other people across millions of people across the country and there will be a sequel iron flame so dragons are banging and fourth wing is banging and Rebecca Yaros is banging. Bang. Three bangings. <laughs> Bang in. <clears throat> All right. Another author who loves dragons, mm-hmm. Heather Fawcett, who did Emily Weidel's 
Encyclopedia oh. of Fairies. She answered some questions for our blog. Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna post that soon. <laughs> when? Uh, maybe this week, I think. So, yeah, yeah. get excited. Um, she, I had asked her a question, and it was like, "What is the next new big thing in fantasy gonna be?" Because we've had um, vampires, we've had, I think, kind of fairies. Fingers crossed, and that's what her book was about. And I was wondering if she had any guesses for that next thing i'm surprised she didn't say dragons because she loves them i think i think they've been established okay so they're like a dragons are established that makes sense um she said she's hoping that trends don't dominate as much but that you see more like a lot of books just kind of like paving new ways or standing on their own i guess Mm -hmm. i Um, want gnomes you want gnomes i want gnomes like little curmudgeonly gnomes Mm -hmm. like you know how old people books are banging yeah. like the genre of the character who's over 70 mm-hmm. is banging the elderly lady is up to no good is one of them a man called uve that started it i feel like the old curmudgeonly mm-hmm. old man can you think of one before that major Pettigrew's last stand uh, i really liked that book um there's it's like a whole thing now. Yeah. There's the, the Thursday Murder Club. Thursday We're going to talk Murder about Club. the They're fourth one coming home. out next week. Yeah. So retirees as main characters are banging. You know what's not banging? Rachel just walked down to the store and I said very politely, <laughs> bring me a cookie. Guess who didn't bring me a cookie? Rachel. She's she's focused on selling baps. That is not banging. <laughs> Um, so you're talking about gnome characters. Mm-hmm. She's not exactly a gnome, but the protagonist of Thornhedge mm-hmm. is basically a little toad witch. Ooh, cute. <laughs> it's very cute. She's like, yeah, I look really gross, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> she's she's really cute and humble. I love it. Yeah, I'm reading so some Teen Kingfisher right now, and I will say T Kingfisher. Bangin. Yeah. Bangin. Must buy author for me. She publishes it. I buy it. Can I, and thematically, like, reverse that. I already said thematically. Can I also say Tessa Bailey is both versions banging? Holy crap. Could that lady put out more books and her characters are banging? <laughs> I don't, I know. They're all over the place. I know. So. Oh my God. T. Kingfisher, Tessa Bailey, cult lab. Whoa. <laughs> Collab, that would be banging. <laughs> that would be so banging. There are so many question marks going do, 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 above that suggestion. This is the most chaotic episode. Romantic comedy, but make it horror. Um, what? I stopped into the store before recording this podcast, and I was just like, everybody else have it. I was like, what's banging? And many of the ideas that came about today came from them. But I stopped in and talked to Tomfi, who was receiving our book shipment for the day. And she and I are kind of the same. It took me walking through the store, getting ideas to come up with banging. I'm not a good riffer. And she was like, I don't know what's cool. And then she ruminated for a little bit. And she said, Adam Gidwitz, the Inquisitor's Tale author, who she loves, loves, loves. And I love, 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 has a new book coming out. Uh, a second novel set in World War II, which... That was not we don't we don't we don't necessarily yeah World War II was not banging but he the author is Jewish 
and writes from the viewpoint and the experience of a child going through World War II. And she says it's so authentic. So she's reading the advanced reader copy. Um, We'll have to look up the title of that and include it in our featured on Bubbles books, Bubbles and Books list. But she says Adam Gidwitz is banging again. Um, It's a little confusing to use the term (laughs) banging for a middle grade author. But anyway, (laughs) Um, you know what else is banging? What? Fighting book bands. Yeah. That is totally banging. Watch for an upcoming episode of Poppin' Off with Doggered Books um, when we will be talking to an expert on fighting book bands. But in the meantime, read band books, support your schools and your libraries, ask for representational literature, and um, find out through our website and our podcast how you can fight band yeah because banning books books is not banging but advocating for access is so banging is super banging it's such a good look and it's very it's a very good look yeah heroes not all heroes wear capes some of them show up for school board meetings and say banning books is not cool some of them do sexy (laughs) i would also add that shopping local is banging shopping local is banging yeah. Um, when you shop online. Oh, I have a perfect example of this. Yeah. Okay. I recently got into knitting. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just mm-hmm. zero idea. If I bought my yarn online, <laughs> I would, uh, I'd be drowning in yarn, literally. <laughs> and I probably would have strangled myself with it. That's how little I know what I'm doing. But I can just shop local, go to the knittery nook, and bless her heart, Liz will just explain everything to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me exactly which yarn I need. Find the needles I need and talk me through like a pattern and how to read it. I wouldn't get that online. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even get that at a big old yarn store. Like I need a local person to just basically be my grandma. Knittery nook. Knittery nook. I was just down the street at Treats on a Leash. Yes, you can order your dog treats at Chewy or Amazon, but if you go to Treats on a Leash, you can find out how to get your itchy dog not to itch anymore. (laughs) You can find out what treats will make them really good in obedience class. You can find out what toys actually aren't going to be destroyed in two seconds by your three dogs. It's really fantastic. And they make great, like, they make treats that are, my dogs love their treats. I know. They're really fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) You know what's not banging when I'm observing outside the window? Right now. Um, parking meters on Main Street. Not banging. Not banging at all. You know what would be banging? What? City Council deciding to eliminate all parking meters on Main Street in an effort to support more shop local. That'd yeah. be banging. We're banging. looking at you, City Council. <laughs> Back to pop culture. Banging. Survivor starts next week and this is season 46 46 what have we been doing with our lives (laughs) how many do they offer a year two amanda okay so it's been 23 years of survivor yeah it fucking has and same host but this is what's extra banging about the new season for years us fans have been asking for longer episodes every episode in this new season is now a 90-minute episode. Whoa. Ellen needs to take a vacation for her reality <laughs> television 
All my favorites are coming out at the same time. What else? Bachelor in Paradise, Golden Bachelor, which is, I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite because it's the first season of The Golden Bachelor, but I'm for sure watching it. I'm a little concerned. Survivor. They're all coming out. And Big Brother is on three times a week. (laughs) I will have no free time. I'm not going to be reading books for a while. Just kidding. I will, but my pace will slow. I'm reading a book about the advent of reality television shows. Yeah, don't tell me about it. (laughs) You're going to read it. You're going to read it because it might be one of our subscription picks. Listen, I do not apologize. (laughs) I know you don't. For my love of reality TV. Because guess what? It's banging. Yeah, it's banging. (laughs) Whatever brings you joy is banging. So I am watching a different kind of TV. Okay, what are you watching? It should not be banging. Live action remakes of cartoons. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they're never banging, but somehow the One Piece remake. I've been looking at that. It's so good. Zach does not really watch anime. He was not ever going to watch One Piece, but we saw the trailer on Netflix and he said, why not? Because he knew it's important to my little brother. We watched it. We were hooked. We were binging it. There's something about that show. It is perfectly cast. And it is so silly and dumb, but it knows it and it owns it. And then it's making you tear up somehow. Ugh. It's amazing. It's people. Okay. The anime, crazy. The show said, why not? We'll give this guy zebra striped pants and hair shaped like the number seven. Why not? <laughs> Everybody can talk on snails instead of phones. Let's oh my God, do it. I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> okay, my, looks, that one does look banging. I have seen also seen the trailer for it. You know what else is banging? Okay, I have a love hate relationship. This is like a half bang. Is it a show? It is the movie adaptations of some of our favorite books. Oh. Two that we will mention would be Brie Larson in Lessons in Chemistry. I am very excited to see what happens with Lessons in Chemistry as it's made into a movie. Okay. I love this book. It was my favorite book of all last year. I dressed up as... Elizabeth saw it for Halloween, and my dog was her dog, 630. I really <laughs> want to meet Bonnie Garmus. I think there's a potential. It could happen. It could happen. Also, we looked. We heard news that Leave the World Behind was becoming a movie. Let's look up the cast. I'm looking up right now. We should have an episode where we make a list of movies from books, and we rate them. Okay, this is who I see to start. Julia Roberts. Holy what? fuck. What? Oh, I love her great. so bad. She would be great in that. I just want to be here. Denzel Washington. Uh, Kevin Bacon. What? Ethan Hawke. What? <laughs> I love Ethan Hawke. Let me see who else I recognize. Listen, you guys, Leave the World Behind is such a good book. You better read that book before you watch the show, though, or the movie or whatever it is. We will judge you. We will judge you so hard. It is a good book. You have to read it because you have to experience the tension and the fear in the written word. We want you to quiver in your boots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm super excited. So movie adaptations are a half bang. I appreciate them more if it's like a show because then it, it mm. can give it the treatment, mm-hmm. like the length, you know, the length. And also sometimes it. it allows the creator of the TV show 
to express some of their own creativity. And I ex- appreciate an expansion of the story that honors the original material. So Naomi Alderman's The Power, that show is banging. The Power is amazing. If you haven't watched it, watch it. But first, read the book. So one that I have had my eye on for a while that I don't know when it's going to come out is um, Olga Dies Dreaming. <gasps> was going to be adapted into a television show starring Aubrey Plaza as Olga. So I would love to see that one because I love her and I really liked that book. Why don't we do screenings of these things in the loft with all the staff? Ooh, good idea. Event idea. Also, did you know you can rent out? Well, you could during the pandemic, maybe still. You still can. Uh, Yeah, you could rent out a theater for staff and friends in the store. Done. 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 Emily, what? Yes. Wait, oh, we can make it like a sweepstakes. Like, enter here or buy a Barbara King solver book. Be entered to come Uh to the theater and watch this movie with us. Um, Yes. Oh, you can either pay to participate or you can buy a a copy of the book to read before watching it. Yeah. And then you get to come to our private screening of Leave the World Behind. Yeah. (gasps) Done. Well, because there's a flat fee. So we pay that flat fee. Anyone who buys the book, hop on. Done. Bang it. Bang it. Leave the World Behind. Banging. That this was a banging idea, Emily. Thank you. You are oh. banging. And also, like, no, like, you got to organize it, but like, we'll let the movie theater do the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh really, my God, really I love it. I love private screenings. Okay, so Me one too. thing that is banging is like idea generation, brainstorming, yeah. teamwork. That's banging. That's what's been happening here. You know what? Moment. So, um, Dog Books is always banging. Banging. True. We're so banging. Okay, on that note, have a banging week. Yeah, have a banging week. Have a banging life. (laughs) All right, there is a lot coming out this week, and it was actually hard to narrow it down to what we could conceivably talk about on the podcast. So these are this is just a sample of what is coming out this week. All right, hardcover fiction. We have Wellness by Nathan Hill. Amanda, you read this book. Tell us about it. Right. I first discovered Nathan Hill through The Knicks. This was a highly acclaimed novel um, set in the Chicago area that was recognized as an award winner on New York Times bestsellers and critically acclaimed. So I was curious to see what he would do next. I was here or there on The Knicks. I loved Wellness. Wellness is a book about the obsession with health and happiness. Always, you know, my ADHD 2.0, my good inside parenting (laughs) book, you know, this desperate pursuit of doing things right. It's about a couple um, in the Chicago area, again, Nathan uh, returning to his stomping grounds, um, coming of age, young married couple, and then uh, middle-aged adults, and their obsession with wellness, fitness, um, ideal parenting. It is a thick novel, but it is an interesting reflection on our pursuit of living the best life. Really loved it. I felt it resonated so well with our desperate desire to do right by our children because the mother 
who heads this family is actually a developmental psychologist. And she has all of the research at her fingertips. She knows what she needs to do to raise her young son in a way that he will be optimally successful, despite maybe some emotional challenges, some eating disorder issues um, as a young child. Um, But even with all that information at her fingertips, she still struggles. (laughs) And it was so relatable. It was so relatable, that frustration. It was so fascinating. It's also about marriage um, and how we sustain it over time. I just loved it. Can't recommend it enough. All right. Another exciting release is the fourth in the Thursday Murder Club series, uh, The Last Devil to Die by Richard Osman. So the Thursday Murder Club, oh my God, one of their friends has died and now they are in super deep the antiques business. Don't know where this is going. I love it. Um, but people love this series. It's a bestseller in our store. Have to check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, start with the Thursday Murder Club. We have a special first in the series section in our mystery thriller um, area of the store. It is a delight. So this next book, I'm actually going to read the publisher's description because I think it's amazing. Okay. Um, the cover of this book, it's called Starter Villain by I John Scalzi. Is a cat in a suit. That's the cover image. Okay. It's so fucking awesome. So listen to this. Charlie's life is going nowhere fast. A divorced substitute teacher living with his cat in a house his siblings want to sell. All he wants is to open a pub downtown if only the bank will approve his loan. Then his long lost Uncle Jake dies and leaves his supervillain business complete with island volcano lair to Charlie. But becoming a supervillain isn't all giant laser death rays and lava pits. Jake had enemies, and now they're coming after Charlie. His uncle might have been a stand-up, old-fashioned kind of villain, but these are the real thing. Rich, soulless predators backed by multinational corporations and venture capital. It's up to Charlie to win the war his uncle started against a league of supervillains, but with unionized dolphins, hyper-intelligent talking spy cats, and a terrifying hench person at his side, going bad is starting to look pretty good. In a dog-eat-dog world... Be a cat. This novel is banging. <laughs> banging. I buy it just on the cover alone. I know. Every library needs this book, even if it's just for conversation. Yeah, we, we've we got quite a few coming. Uh, we have a lot of cat people in our store, despite being talk books. <laughs> Love um, it. And then next is a new essay collection from one of our favorites, Ross Gay, The Book of More Delights. I need, I don't know how Ross Gay does it. I need to channel Ross Gay in my mind and soul every day because yes. Roske sees the suffering but finds a way to find goodness and connection and love and happiness in everything. Mm-hmm. Love so his essay. That's what you can get from Roske in the Book of More Delights. In New in Paperback, we have a short story collection called Never Whistle at Night and it's um, edited by Shane Hawk and Theodore C. Van Els, but it's a collection of a lot of indigenous writers. And so Um, It's based on this common indigenous belief that you should never whistle at night. And this comes from all types of indigenous people. And basically it means like if you whistle at night, you will summon some sort of monster or demon. That's why my husband's life is so freaking messed up because I hear him downstairs when I'm already in bed and he's just whistling. whistling. Oh my God, Austin, fuck you. You hate whistling. I hate whistling. It's, it's the like worst your thing number. Ever. I believe that it summons monsters. I yeah. believe that in my soul. It should in your soul. But so You're this like, is a collection of like horror ghost stories around this um, 
common indigenous belief among, you know, that goes between different um, tribes and identities that you shouldn't whistle at night. So looking forward to that one. Okay. And kids. I'm really excited. Catherine Applegate has a new book called Dogtown. It has amazing illustrations. It's about dogs, stray dogs in a shelter, misbehaving dogs, discarded robot dogs. It's a real underdog story. I love me a discarded robot dog story. Yeah. That's Catherine like, Applegate is a winner. She's banging. Yeah. she She's always banging. You can count on her in middle grade. And then Flat Cat by Tara Lazar, illustrated by Pete Oswald. I love Pete Oswald. He's so talented. This is about a flat cat. <laughs> he was born flat. It's unfortunate. I mean, I've known some chubby cats in my day, but... I've this never flat seen a cat. Flat so flat cat was born flat, but one day he gets thrown in the washer, and when he comes out, poof, he's not flat anymore. Oh no, he doesn't know how he feels about it. His identity has been being flat. He can fit anywhere, anytime. So there's some humor. It's a great cat story, and Pete Oswald has killer illustrations. All right, we got a lot popping at us. the store, Amanda. All right, we're going to go through this tonight, September 19th, 5.30 to 6.30. We've got the Thrills and Chills book club discussing my murder. I read this book. It's really fun. You should come hang out. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., story time with Amanda and Lovey. We always have some good ones. We're starting to get into Halloween books. They're really fantastic. Always pick whatever's new, hitting the shelves right away. Flat Cat will be on the agenda. Thursday, September 21st at 10 a.m., Dog Eart Official Book Club. Come hang out with me. We're going to be discussing Lucky Red. And then that evening at five from 5.30 to 7, we're partnering with the Maximum Ames Music Festival, and we are hosting songwriter Jordan Messroll um, in our in our bookstore playing music that evening. Should be wonderful. And then the following night, Friday, the 22nd from 7 to 8, also a part of the Maximum Ames Ames Music Festival will be hosting the musician Nick Mulbauer. Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m., Good Books, Young Troublemakers will be discussing Do the Work. And also that day, we'll be hosting our romance book club between the covers. They're reading Pod to Don't. We love Chloe Angel. She was an amazing guest. We can't wait to see more of her work. Um, it's going to be fantastic. And that's from 630 to 8 o'clock. Thank you. On Sunday, the 24th, um, the League of Women Voters will be uh, set up at the front of our store from 1130 to 130 doing voter registration. Um, and then that afternoon from 2 to 3, Jack will be hosting the Russian Lit Book Club discussing Day of the Oprichnik. Or Pricknick. I don't know how you say that. And then Sunday, the 24th, um, 4.30 to 6, Between the Covers meets again to discuss Potted Down. So choose which session works best for you. Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., Women from Other Worlds is meeting. And they are dis- give, uh, discussing The Weaver and the Witch Queen, our favorite Genevieve Gornachek. So keep the champagne, champagne flowing, flowing and, and the books going. Thank you. Remember, uh, subscribe like follow because you want to find out what's happening in dog your books every single week yep and if you don't live in Ames you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books follow us at at dog your books Ames or at dog your books on TikTok all right listeners keep the champagne flowing and the books going this is so great it's so 